Hello, this is Andy Lucas, pastor of Emmaus Road Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. And we hope this message will help you grow in your walk with Christ. And if you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so by visiting theroadfc.org and click on the giving link. Well, All Saints Day celebrations have been a long tradition in the Christian church. And it's our joy today uh, to join in that rich history and that rich tradition. But as we remember the death of beloved saints, our first response may be that of mourning or lament. We miss them. There are many days in which we wish we could call them to receive their counsel or moments when we long to see them and be encouraged by their presence. Today, as we remember loved ones who have passed on, we recognize that the space that is left in our lives is never quite filled. Instead, we learn to lean on God's grace and the community of others as we learn to live without them present in the same way. And so while the departed are no longer with us, their witness of faith continues. The light of Christ that was in them continues to shine into the world and into our own lives. For this reason, it's tradition uh, in an All Saints Day celebration to light a candle in honor of the faithful who have passed. And in a moment, I'm gonna invite all of you to do just that, to light a candle in memory and in honor of someone that you knew, a friend, a family member that was a faithful saint who had an influence on you and your life of faith. And so you can come up, come forward, light a candle using the flame from the Christ candle and then placing the candle in these um, containers of sand. And so we invite you to do this. Uh, parents also, this is a great moment to do uh, this as a family, to light a candle in honor of a family member and to tell your children about the legacy that that family member leaves. I wanna do provide some practical and logistical instructions. After lighting, place the candles in the back of the sand containers and then move toward the front as more candles are lit. We also recognize that you may want to honor more than one person today, but we have a limited number of candles, so we ask that you light just one candle per person. And as we invite, as we prepare to light these candles in honor of our departed saints, I invite you to join me in praying this prayer together. It'll be on the screens. Almighty God, you have knit together the faithful in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your son. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living that we may come to the joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. I wanna begin our time of honoring those through the lighting of candles by honoring members of our own congregation who have passed away recently. Now we should recognize that the Church of the Nazarene in Fort Collins has been around since 1926. 
which means there are hundreds of saints that have found their way in through this community. And we live, therefore, in a long legacy of a received faith of ministry in Fort Collins. And of course, there's no way that we could honor each and every one by name. But we do want to honor and light a candle for those who have passed away recently and are fresh on our minds. And so today, I begin by lighting a candle for Nancy Beislein. Today we honor Nancy's passion for the church, her love for music, and her desire that each and every person experience the love of God. We also light a candle today for Angie Ketchum. who was a fierce advocate for the marginalized in our society and demonstrated for all of us true and beautiful Christ-like strength. We light one candle for both Wally and Polly Howell. You may not know Wally Howell, he just passed away last Sunday. He wasn't able to attend our services for a number of years. He died at the age of 98. But what you need to know is that Wally prayed every single day for this congregation. So we light a candle honoring Wally and Polly Howell. For those of you that knew Wally or Polly who passed away several years ago, you know that there was no one who represented and embodied the joy of the Lord more than those two. And so we are thankful today for these saints. And so at this moment, we're just gonna take a few moments to come forward as you would like. The can there's candles on each side of the table. Take the candle, light it from the Christ candle. You can come together as a family, come together by yourself. I'm going to put the microphone down and we'll spend a few moments and I'll begin by lighting a candle for my dad. So we'll come forward and let's honor the saints. Well, this morning, I want to talk to you just briefly uh, from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11 is one of the most famous passages uh, in the Bible. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's commonly known as the faith chapter. It's a powerful chapter that recounts uh, the lives of faithful biblical heroes, uh, which makes it a perfect passage of scripture for All Saints Sunday. So I want to read actually Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, uh, and then I want to uh, skip to Hebrews chapter 12 and read the first couple verses. Uh, so Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then go to Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Therefore, 
Since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, who is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and by taking the seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Um, we don't know who authored the book of Hebrews. Um, theologians and biblical scholars simply refer to the author of Hebrews as the preacher. Now, the reason they do this is because the book of Hebrews reads a lot like a sermon, which is probably why it's one of my favorite books of the Bible. Um, so this section of the sermon begins with a powerful definition of faith. I'm sure you've heard it before if you've grown up in the church, but I want to revisit it. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things that are not seen. Which is to say that faith is the ability or the courage to live according to the realities that cannot be seen by the naked eye. Faith is the ability or the courage to live according to the things that cannot be seen by the naked eye. Being faithful then, and we've been celebrating faithful saints all Sunday or all morning. Being faithful then is aligning your life according to the truths of the kingdom of God. To harken back just to our previous series uh, in Broken Signposts, faith is the courage to orient our lives around the broken signposts as they are redefined according to Jesus Christ. Faith is the ability to orient our lives around the broken signposts that have been redefined in Christ. And so he begins this, this powerful section of the sermon with a, with a very succinct definition of faith, and then he goes on to uh, tell about this hall of fame of faithful heroes. And he says, by faith, Abel, by faith, Enoch, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and Moses, and Sarah, and many others. And in each case, what the author does is he points out how this person has lived faithfully. He, he recounts a moment of faithful triumph in their life. By faith, Abraham set out to a place by faith that he did not know. By faith, Noah built an ark, even though he did not know what was to come. By faith, Moses worked to free the Israelite people. And on and on it goes. In all these instances, there are heroic moments of great faith. And as we look at the candles that are burning in honor of our own faith heroes, isn't it true that we remember people with fondness for their greatest moments? But that doesn't mean that their journey was always easy. In fact, I would say that those whose lives we consider to be faithful may have considered their own lives and their own journey of faith to be a struggle. Have you ever thought about that? Those whose lives ended in a state of spiritual maturity no doubt had to go through the process of, of maturing, of growth, and wrestling in order to get there. 
And so what we see and what we remember are, is this, this giant in the faith and their heroic moments of faith. But I'd be willing to bet that they would not describe their own lives that way. Or their own faith as being giant. You see, we tend to get a snapshot of their life, a highlight reel of faithful moments. But in honoring them this morning, I encourage us to recognize the whole of their lives. And may that help us. After the discussion of the faithful in chapter 11, we get to chapter 12, which is really the crescendo of chapter 11. Chapter 11 is like a steam engine that keeps on gaining steam with every time it's by faith, by faith, by faith. It gains steam. And then it comes to a, a, bull, a, a full crescendo in chapter 12. Therefore, right? Or in light of all of this, therefore, let us run the race with perseverance. Let us throw off the weight and sin that entangles us. Let us look to Jesus who is the author and perfecter of our faith. Did you see what the preacher of Hebrews is doing? Uh, the preacher recounts this long line of faithful people, almost like there is a cord of faith that each person is hanging on to, right? Can you picture it? There's this kind of cord of faith that runs through, and as, as it runs by in those really mo those critical moments in their life, they grab the cord of faith, they, they make the faithful decision, regardless of all the struggle or wrestle or difficulty that may have come, they made the right decision, they grabbed the court of faith and they're hanging on to it. And what the preacher wants, uh, wants the congregation to imagine, and what I want all of us to imagine this morning, is that that same court of faith now runs right through this sanctuary. And each one of us have an opportunity to grab hold and to say, we want to, our lives to be counted as faithful. That we are invited to join in this line. Now I know what you're thinking. How could I join this list of faithful heroes? You might see I am no hero of faith. My life is messy and my faith is shaky. Right? And so you would, you would no one, not one of us, I would think, would say, count me among those in Hebrews chapter 11. <laughs> but nor are any of those that we've lit a candle in honor of today. I don't think they would want to either. In fact, if you look at the stories of those who are called faithful in the scriptures, and if you recount the fullness of the stories of the people that, have been, that we've lit a candle for today, you'll find messiness, struggle, difficulty, heartache, as well as moments of great triumph. So I encourage you this morning, don't believe that faithful living is made up of an easy certainty. But I want to encourage us to allow permission for our own lives and our own faith journey to be a little messy at times, to be a little uncertain at times, because often faithfulness is found in the wrestling. Just like a runner who runs a race, and I don't stand before you this morning claiming to know very much about running. <laughs> I'm not a runner. <laughs> but my understanding from those that do run is this. Like a runner who runs a race, there are moments of what is called runner's high. 
In those moments of runner's high, the runner feels like they could run forever. Everything is going well. Everything is working as it should. Uh, The body feels great. But then there are other moments within the very same race, regardless of its length, there are moments in that same race where continuing to run feels nearly impossible. Where every step is difficult, but you just keep going. And then, of course, there are moments all in between. So the author says, run the race of faith with perseverance. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who has marked out the path for us. And then he says, essentially, what is an invitation? That we are then invited to join in the great cloud of witnesses for those that would follow us. One thing that All Saints Day does is it helps us to recognize that Christianity is a received faith. Christianity is a received faith. All of us have received it from generations before us who faithfully marked out the path themselves following Jesus as best as they could. Now, isn't it true that when we ourselves begin to own our faith, we take it on for ourselves and we begin to work it out for ourselves, we may see things differently. We may come to different conclusions about this or that. And sometimes we might even be tempted to say, the faith that I saw demonstrated in those who went before me is is worthy of rejection. And I would say, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. But let's recognize the faithfulness of those who have gone before us, doing the best that they knew how to pass along the faith. And then I would simply encourage us, may we do also do the same. We've certainly been hurt, disappointed. We've learned new things. But let us take on the mantle of faith to pass it on to generations that are coming after us. So that our kids, our grandkids, and our grandkids' kids can receive the faith from us. Amen? Amen. Well, let me pray and then lead us to the Lord's table today. Gracious God, thank you today for the saints the famous saints of the church, for the, for the not-so-famous saints of this church and the lives that they led. And we honor them today, remembering their lives as great heroes of the faith, but recognizing, Lord, that they probably would have considered their lives a little bit messy, their faith a little bit shaky at times. And so let us today consider the whole of their lives, be encouraged then to take up the mantle of faith ourselves. And to ourselves, join the great cloud of witnesses and pass along the good news of Jesus Christ. For this, God, give us discernment, give us strength, give us resilience, we pray. And we ask it all in Jesus' name.